Welcome to Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello and welcome to Grown Up Kids and Day 21 of Podmas. I'm Katie. And I'm Megan. And today marks day one of the final five countdown to the end of Podmas and Christmas. That's kind of like sad though. That means that Christmas is almost here and the Christmas season is almost over. And I feel like there's like so much goodness about the Christmas season and it just goes by too fast. I know. My coworker today actually was like... I just keep, she has a lot of stuff going on, as everyone does during the holidays, and she's like, I just keep thinking, this time next week, it'll all be over. And I'm like, no, no. I don't want it to be over. I know. Like, uh. as much as I obviously love Christmas, like, it's still just sad when it's over. It's the sad, like, birthdays, yeah. holidays, like, you There's get so, up. yeah, you get so built up and pumped for it, and then it gets there, and then it's just, poof, gone it's in over. a blink of an eye. But, we're still going to enjoy the heck out of it. Yeah. And we have five episodes to go so yeah today we're going to be discussing a surprisingly good movie i think at least in my opinion so we're going to talk about bon voyage featuring fred mcmurray who's quickly becoming a favorite of mine yeah i like him um all right so do we want to just get this over with and do the 30 second disney dash yeah all right neither of us prepared one I prepared one. I didn't prepare one, which I know is not a surprise. Are you ready? Are you ready? Sure. On your mark. Get set. Go. So we have a husband and wife who've always wanted to go on this trip that they're about to take, but then kids got in the way and anniversaries and blah, blah, blah. So they didn't go on it. So finally, now they're taking their entire family on this trip on a cruise across over to Europe and then basically like everything that you wouldn't want to happen happens like the daughter falls in love with this random guy she's never with the family the son is never with the family but then the little boy wants to spend all the time with his dad and it's really cute 29 wow really 29 (laughs) (laughs) oh all right all right let me pull mine up are you ready on your Uh, mark what guess that go the Willards have spent their whole life saving for a trip abroad. Them and their three kids take a cruise that is Europe-bound, say hello to a lot of hormones flying around, Amy is crushing on Nick, Elliot falls for a French girl, and even Kate is like a dude magnet. Hey man, she's married. Somehow Harry manages to straighten out all the romantic problems and decks a guy in the face, and the Willards end up closer together than ever. Oh, that's cute. 19 seconds. Thanks. Alrighty, so some history on Bon Voyage. It is from 1962, and it was directed by James Nielsen. And following their practice of the time, it was also issued as a comic book, and an adaption appeared in the comic strip, Walt Disney's Treasury of Classic Tales. Um, It stars Fred McMurray, like I said, Jane Wyman, who is Aunt Polly from Pollyanna, Mm -hmm. Deborah Wally, That's Amy, the daughter. Tommy Kirk and Kevin Corcoran, again, play brothers. Um, So all of them make up the Willard family, and they're going on a European holiday. So the family crosses the Atlantic Ocean on the SS United States, (laughs) which survives today, stripped and moored at Pier 82 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So that's an actual ship. Huh. 
Um, so the film was based on a novel from 1956 by Joseph and Mary Jane Hayes. Joseph Hayes had written The Desperate Hours, and Bon Voyage was his second book. He and his wife wrote it after taking a trip across the Atlantic. So Universal actually bought the rights to the film before the book had ever even been published for $125,000, and it was announced that the film would be produced by Ross Hunter and written by the Hayes. Esther Williams was originally announced as a star, and then James Cagney was going to play the lead. Filming dates were pushed back, and then Bing Crosby was linked to the project. Um, in early 1960, it was announced that Disney had optioned the novel, so Disney said it was likely Ken Anakin would direct with Carl Malden, James MacArthur, like him, and Janet Monroe, who is Katie from Darby mm-hmm. O'Gill, right? And she was in um, Third Man on the Mountain mm-hmm. with James MacArthur. Yeah. Uh, later, Robert Stevenson was announced as director. But, like, what a crazy mix-up. So many different plot twists with, like, how this movie is coming to be. Before they even started. <laughs> yeah, I think Fred McMurray was a really good fit for this role, though. I agree. Um, so filming began on the 15th of August in 1961. It took place partly on location on a genuine ocean cruiser traveling across the Atlantic and in France. Walt Disney accompanied the film on location. Um, this film was also nominated for two Academy Awards for costume design and sound. The costumes were really good. Mm-hmm. I liked um, I liked the mom's dresses a lot. Like her one dress whenever they were going out on their date and it was like pink and it, like light pink and it had this like sheer little overcoat it was really pretty fancy i liked it one in france were they still in france then they were yes fancy yeah fun facts yeah do you scroll a little bit for me there all right yeah so very many i know it i don't know these these movies just sometimes there's just nothing on them yeah it's okay but as we're quickly um becoming a theme here Robert Sherman and Richard Sherman, the Sherman brothers. Are they going to become, like, huge or something? I don't know. Hmm. We'll have to wait and see. Um, they wrote the title song. I think it was like, Bon Voyage, Bon Voyage. <laughs> they definitely <laughs> sing Bon Voyage a lot. Times. Yeah. Um, so, yep. And the transport to Europe was filmed on the SS United States, as Meg said, which is still in existence. Mm-hmm. Um, so this isn't much of a fun fact, although I do want to uh, kind of go more than what we talked before a little bit because someone gave us some more info. So I wondered about this. There were some what? scenes where I was kind of, mm. I don't know. So we discussed this before, but we think it should be brought up again. So the Disney studio was aware of Tommy Kirk's homosexuality by this time. And as we know, he's in this film. Um, He did not get along with Jane Wyman during filming, and his relationship with Fred McMurray deteriorated as well. Um, I will say, so we talked about this, I can't remember which was the last film we watched with him during Podmas, but we talked about how, you know, this was disappointing to us, obviously. Um, But then one of our listeners, and forgive me, I don't remember who it was that said it, they mentioned that Yes, he was fired, but it was only after Disney uh, figured out that he was having a relationship with a minor. So, I don't know if that's true or... I want proof of that. 
I kind of like almost wonder if that's just a story that was put out. I don't but know. But I don't know. I just figured it was worth mentioning because you you know it's Hollywood and we never get the full story of anything unless you were actually there. So either way, um, either he or Disney or somebody was doing something incorrect, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but more on the relationship between Tommy Kirk and Jane Wyman. This is a quote from him. He said, I thought Jane Wyman was a hard, cold woman, and I got to hate her by the time I was through with Bon Voyage. Of course, she didn't like me either, so I guess it came natural. I think she had some suspicion that I was gay, and all I can say is that if she didn't like me for that, she doesn't like a lot of people. Well, and I, I, think, I think this is the first instance where we actually have like solid proof that there it wasn't a big happy family on a Disney film, you know? Like, we've yeah. never really heard of any, like, conflict. I mean, there could have been, but it wasn't, like, publicly known. Um, but shout out to Mr. Kirk for being like, look, if you don't like me, you don't like me. I don't need you in my life, pretty much. And that I think that's really brave of someone in the 1960s mm-hmm. to say because for sure. it was a different time. I, like, we are so much further than that. There's still a lot to be done. Mm-hmm. But especially in that time, I mean... We're moving at a snail's pace, but we're moving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and last but not least, Bon Voyage was the 10th most popular film of 1962, and it grossed $11 million. Not bad for the 60s. Not bad. <laughs> um, all right, so characters. First up, we have Fred McMurray as Harry Willard. So he plays the dad of the family... Um, he's very goofy. He, he just plays a funny guy. Like he's very forgetful in the beginning, super scatterbrained. Um, but he's also like a true family man. Yeah, for sure. Um, I really wasn't a fan of Nick. So seeing Nick's like, what's the word I'm looking for? His, uh, I guess his hatred of the whole family dynamic but then seeing Harry defend it, mm-hmm. I really loved that because he was like, you know, you can think I'm a fake all you want, but I'm not. Like, this is truly just what I enjoy. I enjoy being with my family. I love my wife. I love my kids. We're on a vacation together. I want to spend time with them. He's like the human Pongo. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> he was just a really great guy in this film. And he... Always had good intentions, I think, with everything he was doing, even though maybe he messed up a couple times. Um, Poor Skipper. I loved that part, how they were, like, tiring each other out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because, like, they just wanted... He wanted to make sure that Skipper was having a good time, and then Skipper didn't want to disappoint his dad, so they just kept doing all these activities, and they were both just exhausted. It was just really cute. That was cute. Um, But... Dad Willard, Harry. Hmm. Where to? I think he's a Hufflepuff. I yeah. I kind of want to go Hufflepuff too. He's super loyal to his family. He'd do anything for them, and, um, and we which puffs, is evident. We can be a little goofy too. True. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um. Next is Jane Wyman as Katie Willard. So this is the mom of the family. She is. She seems very meticulous, but she has, like, a side where she can be, like, she's she's a fun mom. Like, she's a nice mom. 
she doesn't come across as a lot of the moms that we've seen in these films that are like kind of cold, kind of hard, like her character doesn't, even though Tommy Kirk said that's how she is in real life. <laughs> um, her character doesn't come across the way come across that way in this film, I don't think. I don't know why, but I'm kind of leaning towards Ravenclaw for her. I, yeah, I don't know why either, but I could feel that. She just like has that Ravenclaw look about her. I think that she thinks things through a lot. She's definitely like thorough. I don't know. Do you know where I'm going with this? Sort of. I'm I'm finding it hard to place her, so. Yeah. I think I'm going to go I'm going to go Ravenclaw. Okay. Um so next we've got Tommy Kirk as Elliot. He is the older brother. Um he is funny. He's after some girls, man. He's funny in this film, but I almost, like, it's interesting. It, I find it interesting that the studio knew about his homosexuality at this point, uh, and then they placed him in this role that was very centric around women and relationships and... Yeah. I don't know. It just was weird. I mean, I know that that was, like, his age, and that was probably just... It, it was probably a coincidence, but it just seemed kind of weird to me. But he's super, uh, he's super ambitious. I would give him Slytherin. Yeah, I think Elliot's a Slytherin. He just, he takes on too much that he can, than he can handle, that he can handle. Um, Bites off more than he can chew. Yeah. A little overambitious. A little cunning in his ways, lying about how much money he has to to the girls that he meets. and I like whenever he's like trying to impress a girl and then somehow his dad would always be like right behind him and he would turn around and be like, oh, mm-hmm. hey dad. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. every time. Next is our boy Kevin Corcoran. Skipper. This kid. Skipper. Every movie he's in. He's got a weird name. And he always kind of plays the same role. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fine. I mean, like... That role is in a lot of movies, so it's whatever, and he tends to just get cast in them, but I think I really like him in this film, though, in this role. Like, it just, he's a little bit older, like, and you can see that. He, obviously, he looks a little bit older, and, like, he acts a little bit older, too, even though he's playing a similar role, so, like, he's not as... Not that I ever disliked him in the other films, but he's, like, not as annoying in this yes, one. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. So, like, it's the same type of role, but he just plays it more maturely, and I like that. There's no, aw, gee whiz, pop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Skipper? Uh, is he too young? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I'm going to go, no, I'm going to go Gryffindor, because this kid just total heart doesn't think with his head just is like oh i'm gonna go explore this random place in the basement of the louvre cool i'm sorry what's he called the louver the louver (laughs) and then like later on he's just like oh sorry to his dad like i figured we'd meet up later like your dad like panicked okay and then got stuck yeah (laughs) so this kid just like he just roams and wanders and i just feel like that might be something a small gryffindor would do true yeah, I like that. Um, next up is Amy Willard. So she's the only sister of the bunch. She, I, I mean, I like her, but she also kind of annoys me. Yeah. She, I don't know. And I'll talk about this maybe on my final thoughts, but like, there was a, a lot going on in this movie, I think. I think also, me. like, she she was a teenager. Yeah. Over-emotional. Uh, just 
at that age where, like, it's her first love, so she's overthinking everything and just so wrapped up in it, and... God, she gave me... I feel bad for her dad. She gave me whiplash. She's like, oh, I like this guy. Yeah. Nah, I don't. Oh, but she, I do. He's all really all right. No, yeah. he doesn't want to go anywhere. She you didn't know? play the role perfectly. Yeah, it's true. Because, I, I mean, how she was is, like, exactly how they meant for her to be portrayed. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm not really sure, gosh, I've been really bad lately at placing people, but I think, I, I don't know where to put her either. I'm like between Gryffindor and Slytherin. I mean, that's usually, they're very similar. Yeah, they are. She's, I, I think I'm going to go Gryffindor though, because I think that she thinks with her heart more than her head. Yeah, I can agree with that. So, um, all right. Last up is Nick, Amy's love interest. He annoys me. Just get out, Nick. Every time he came on the screen, I was done with you. He is just a lot, but he is, um, he's an analyzer. And for that, I am sorry I'm putting him in Ravenclaw. I think that he overthinks things a lot. He clearly, I don't know, he's got something going on. Well, I feel like it's the way he was raised, too. I, I, like, feel for him as much as he annoys me because clearly he had a bad family environment growing mm-hmm. up. Um, but because of that, it kind of forces him to, like, overanalyze these situations that he's put into. It messes with his head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's a smart kid. It's It's just he overthinks things. Yeah. And, like... He, he has he almost, good intentions at the end of the movie, which is nice. Yeah, he comes around big time. Yeah. Big 180. Clutch. clutch. He comes in clutch. Yeah. But I don't know where to... Oh, you said I Raven said Claw. I think Ravenclaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he just... He is an overanalyzer. Mm-hmm. And you Ravenclaws like to overanalyze things. Hey, I'm a Hufflepuff and I like to overanalyze anxiously. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that in a loving way. You just... Overthink things. You're smart sometimes. people, man. Yeah. You just your brain's always you going. You literally think of everything, and it's like, whoa, okay, that might happen, but like twenty different things would have to happen in order for that to happen. But like you thought of it. That's Ravenclaw. We love you, Claws. Yeah. All right. Favorite scene and character. Uh, my favorite character. I'm gonna go Harry. He is just funny. I really like Fred McMurray in this movie. He makes me laugh. I love how much of a family guy he is. Kind of like what I said whenever we talked about his character, pretty much. Um, he's just a—he's just an overall cool guy. My favorite scene, I think that it is... I think it's when, they, I think it's when he punches that guy. <laughs> Deserved it! So it's, oh. what is his name, Rudolph? Yeah. So red-nosed reindeer. Yeah. Podmas! <laughs> so he punches Rudolph because he's been flirting with Katie. Dude does not get the message that she's married and not interested. Oh, he gets it. But he's pushy. It's terrible. Yeah. If a girl says no, back off, dude. He acts like she doesn't get it. Or isn't against it, though. Because in, like, I think but it's, it's right so before... obvious. I think it's right before he punches him. It might be that same scene. He's, like, trying to, like, make a move on her at the bar or whatever. And then he looks up. He's like, oh, your husband again, as always. Yeah, it's her husband. Right. He's gonna be around. I know. Beat I it. Know. 
Um, but just like the satisfaction of seeing him, it's not something that I would have thought he was going to do because he seems like just this sweet soul, but then it just comes out of nowhere. You just dex him. Hufflepuff. And then literally over one punch destroys the entire casino pretty much. And impresses his kids. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> I just thought that was great. See what happens when you mess with the badger? <laughs> Watch out. You get the American badger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, my favorite character is also Harry, just because I feel like we see the most, we get to know him the most out of all the characters, because we're like flipping back and forth between a lot of different things going on, but he seems to always be at the center. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's the center of the family. He's just trying to do what's right. This whole movie reminds me of just like a different, a less goofy vacation. Yeah. Like a less good, what is it? Um, National Lampoon. Mm-hmm. Um, which I love those movies, but this was like the Disney version of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just like a lot going on with his kids and like it's just mayhem and it's not going the way that he wanted it to go, but he wants it and to be so worried. perfect. He's worried that it's not going well for his wife because this is like the trip of her dreams. Mm-hmm. Again, it like goes back to just it's all about the family. Right. He's just a family guy. Yeah, I like him. And my favorite scene is... So they're at that party, and he's super jealous um, of Kate dancing with the, I forget what he called him, something Hungarian, the hungry Hungarian, maybe. So I can't oh remember gosh, what he I called him. I can't remember, yeah. Um, so he goes back to their hotel. Well, actually, I'm sorry. He's a little ill from being a little tipsy drunk, oh so his gosh, daughter takes him back. so many of those drinks. <laughs> but he, he seems to be, like, sobered up, and he knows that his wife is coming back to the hotel room, so he's trying to, like, assume a position on the couch of, like, he's been up and waiting and reading the paper, but he's going to look slightly uninterested. But wait, maybe he should, like, angry. I don't know yet. Because, mm-hmm. like, I swear everyone's been in that situation where, like, you're in an argument and you don't know how to, like, present yourself. See, so I kind of like put on a face. That was her shoe at him. Oh <laughs> yes. my gosh, I lost it. It was just funny. And then also notable mention to the scene where um, everything's good again. And I think it's Kate that says like, I love you. We haven't said that in a while. He's mm-hmm. like, no, we haven't. It's, it's so sweet. It's very sweet. And they're kissing. Yeah. Um, my least favorite character is, is going to be Rudolph, actually. Um, because he's just sleazy. It's like, he's clearly trying to, like, get in on something that is wrong. And I think that her signs are pretty obvious. So the fact that he's still pushing her after her obvious signs of, like, back it up, dude, just makes me angry. It's like, okay, you don't have a right to be doing what you're doing because she's pretty clearly saying no. But, so that was annoying. Um, and then, honestly I, honestly, I don't have a least favorite scene. The only thing that I would say is an overall critique of the movie is that it was long. And I think that it was long because there were so many subplots. Whew. It was like we were following Harry. We were following Katie. We were following Elliot. We were following Skipper. We were following Amy. And then there was a side story about Nick on the side. It's just like... It was just a lot. I was just going to say, it should be a novel. Well, it was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was. Um, my least favorite character, I was going to say Nick, but no, you're totally right, Rudolph, because, yeah, perfect word, sleazy. Um, just, like, stop. 
Yeah. Just stop. You're a gross human being. <laughs> um, and yeah, I don't really have a least favorite scene. It's more of it took a little bit for... Not that I ever was uninterested, but it took a little bit for me to like become truly invested. Mm-hmm. It was more towards the last half of the movie where I was like, "Oh, like now I'm laughing and like now I'm like really getting the story." Just took me a while to get there, but there was like a lot of build up in the beginning, and then there's a lot of build up, and then a lot of like all of a sudden, like Mike said, like all these relationships, all these characters, and it was like, whoa, like, I don't even know where my mind is. And then once, like, things started being more about, like, the family is, like, reconnecting and getting together and things are falling into place, then I was like, okay, I like this movie. Yeah, I agree. All right, what we took away from it. I guess my biggest thing is just that family is everything. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, don't be ashamed to be the family man, or don't be ashamed to be all about your family. Um, Like, they are with you through thick and thin, no matter what. Like, they're always the people that you can lean on. Blood or not. Yeah, blood or not. Um, And I just think that it's, it's important to have people who are as loyal as Harry to their family in your life. Like, it's, that's a... That's special. So if you have that, cherish it. I'm going to take away something similar. Just like cherish what you have. Um, Don't forget to tell those people who you love dearly that you do love them. Mm -hmm. You know, like you can get so caught up in life and being busy. And I mean, these two had three kids and you know what I mean? Like they just had a busy life and they hadn't said I love you to each other. And like that's sad. Like you need to, you should say that, you know, if you love someone, you should tell them. If you care for someone, you should tell them. Yep. Um, so yeah. Agreed. Cherish your loved ones. Let them know you cherish them. Yes. All right. It's time to say bon voyage to bon voyage. Yeah. I was honestly, guys, it was a good movie. I highly recommend watching it, but be warned. It's like, two hours and 15-ish minutes or something like that. Yeah, it's a little longer than the normal it's, Disney movie. Yeah, especially for this time. It's pretty long, but it's it's good. How could, I don't know how it could be any shorter because there's so much stuff. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. I agree. Oh, it's my turn. <laughs> All right, so Grown Up Kids can be found on Podbean, iTunes, the Google Play Store, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify, so make sure you subscribe so you can be sure to get our latest episode as soon as it's available because we're almost done with Podmas. Yeah, we are. You can also find us on Facebook at Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast. We also have a Facebook discussion group called Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast group, which is where I've posted that list of all of the movies that we're going to watch along with which ones are still available for you to join us on an episode. So uh, go and check that post out. Just comment on it or message us or email us and let us know which ones you want to be on and I'll mark you on for that episode on the list. Um, also, we're on Instagram at Grown Up Kids Pod, and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Grown Up Kids Pod. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Podmas, and make sure to watch Big Red ahead of tomorrow's Podmas episode. And don't forget, adults are only kids grown up anyway. All who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future.